0: Hey there, welcome to the Loco Travel Life Podcast, where we, two moms and sisters, share our experiences of traveling with our kiddos. I'm Lindsay, or as my nephews call me, Lolo. And I'm Carly, aka Auntie Coco, and we're your hosts. Hey there, Lolo here. I'm doing a solo episode today. In case you missed our last few episodes, by the time you're tuning into this one, my sister Coco will have welcomed my third nephew into the family. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing the tools that we found helpful for naps and bedtime while traveling. In our last episode, Coco and I chatted about how we navigate naps and bedtimes on vacation. While we've got some pretty big differences in our nap and bedtime travel styles, You can check out episode four to hear about those differences. We are very similar in the tools we use to help our kiddos sleep. There are two tools that we both agreed that if a fellow mama asked us what we'd bring to help our kids sleep on vacation, we'd both say a sound machine and something from home. Let's talk about sound machines. Coco and I both unanimously agreed that we can't leave home without a sound machine. On our last family trip, We brought our travel sound machine and it broke, died in the middle of the trip. So you better believe I placed a Target pickup order right away and got us a new one. We cannot travel without it. Here's the best part too. This is a pretty inexpensive tool when it comes to traveling and the reward is far greater than the actual cost. Now, if your kiddos don't need a sound machine to fall asleep, then you can definitely skip this tip. But if they do, this would be our number one thing to bring with you on your trip to help with sleep. The next tool we'd recommend is bringing something familiar from home. I know that when you are planning for a trip, there are so many things on your list that you need to bring with you. But another item that we both highly recommend that's made sleep easier on trips is bringing something from home, something that's familiar. Kai is really not the blanket or stuffed animal kind of kid, at least for now. That's not to say we didn't try, because we did. I remember some time after he turned one, we started putting a pillow, stuffed animal, and blanket in his crib. For a few solid weeks, he threw them out of his crib. He was like, no, thank you, mama. But a few months later, and he now tolerates them. He sleeps around them. It's pretty funny to watch him on the monitor while he's sleeping. The one thing that he does need to sleep is his pacifier. We make sure that we always have a pacifier with us. Yes, he's too. No judgment. We're not ready to drop the pacifier at sleep or in the car. My husband, Obi, did ask the other day if we're going to drop the pacifier in the car. And selfishly, I said, nope. I'm not ready for that. We've got a few trips to Wisconsin coming up. Yep, eight hours isn't going to stop me from going to meet my newest nephew. We'll be hanging on to the pacifier for a little while longer because an eight-hour road trip without it seems near impossible given how much he loves it right now. One day, we will drop the pacifier. For now, I'm not ready for that. For my nephews, McCoy and Monroe, Coco and my brother-in-law always bring something for them. They both love stuffed animals, and Monroe is pretty attached to his pillow. But pro tip, don't bring the absolute favorite item that they love. That way, if you happen to misplace it while you're traveling, at least when you get home, you won't have lost the favorite one, so they'll still be able to sleep when you get home. This next tool is a solo tip from me. It's the slumber pod. If you've done any research on travel lately, you've probably come across the slumber pod. For those of you who have not heard or know about the slumber pod, it is a tent that you put over your child's crib or pack and play. It darkens the room and you're able to zip it up. And so it's their own mini safe place for them to sleep. It is a relatively newer product. My sister hasn't been able to test it out yet. She barely traveled with McCoy, my youngest nephew, when he was an infant because of the pandemic and Monroe had grown out of the crib by the time the slumber pod came more widely available. But I'm sure with the newest addition to the family, Coco will be giving it a try. I'll be curious to hear her thoughts on the slumber pod and see if we align or if Different if it's a tool that she could be okay without, or if she's like, Yes, 100% recommend. She also must have thought that it was going to make a pretty great tool because her and my mom gifted it to me during my baby shower. I mean, since they both live in Wisconsin, they probably had ulterior motives, but I've truly benefited from it. And guys, let me tell you, the Slumber Pod is amazing. Is it pricey? Yes. Is it worth it? A hundred percent. I had a friend post on social media a few weeks back as she was preparing to take a trip with her toddler and asked fellow parents, if you sleep in the same room as your baby, any tips? I responded right away with the slumber pod. She did ask a follow-up question and that was, is it worth it for a 10-day trip because of the price? And I said it was a hundred percent worth it. Even if you're only going to use it for 10 days, it is worth the investment. If your kiddo likes to sleep in a dark space and you want to control their environment, it has absolutely changed how we travel with Kai. And it's made it so much easier. In our last episode, I talked about how it gave us the ability to have mom and dad time I don't think that we would have been able to do that without that. We were able to walk in and out of the room without him knowing. We were able to enjoy time in bed talking and all while he was in the same room with us. And here's the thing. It's an initial investment up front, but depending on what age your kiddo is when you buy it, it'll last for a few years and it has a great resale value on Facebook Marketplace. You can always sell it when you're done using it and once it's done serving you and your family. It's also multi purpose. Right now, we have the slumber pod set up in Kai's room because it completely blacks out his room and he's used to it. I will say if you have a slumber pod or purchase one, be sure to try it out for a few nights at home. Definitely a travel tip. The first time we used it, it didn't go very well, but talked to a friend about our experience and she recommended using it for a few nights at home before the trip so Kai could get used to it. And that worked wonderfully. We haven't had any problems since and I could not recommend it more. Now you're probably thinking, Lolo, I already have so many things that I'm bringing on my trip. Is it really worth it to bring another item with me? I get it. There's so much stuff that you have to bring when traveling, but my opinion, the slumber pod makes sleep so much easier and it's worth the space it takes up. Travel hack, if you're traveling with a pack and play, you likely will be able to fit and finagle the slumber pod into the pack and play. These are the tools that we've found helpful while traveling with younger kiddos. Traveling and navigating sleep can feel overwhelming. But with the right tools and mindset, you can get out there and travel with your family. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you shared it with a friend. Maybe you know someone who has an upcoming summer trip with their family that would benefit from tuning in. We want to encourage other mamas to get out there, face the loco, and take that next adventure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Loco Travel Life podcast. Until next time, Loco Travel Lifers, get out there, face the Loco, and enjoy your next adventure. You've got this.